Hello, this is Edmund Shing, CIO of BNP Paribas Wealth Management. In today's podcast, I want to talk about the astounding performance of the US NASDAQ 100 index this year. What are the drivers? Can it continue? And what, as an investor, should you be doing right? First of all, Let's simply note the astounding performance of the NASDAQ 100 of top tech companies this year, up 24% in 2023 year to date. This is quite astounding and is very concentrated. If we look, for instance, at the top five companies within the benchmark S&P 500 index in the US, those top five companies have together gone up by around 50% year to date. If we then look at the rest of the S&P 500 companies, the 495 other companies, altogether, they've hardly moved over the year to date. So the positive performance of US stocks over this year is down almost solely to five very large stocks, which include, of course, Apple, Google, Meta, and Microsoft. Why is this performance so strong and so concentrated? Well, One of the principal drivers is the excitement today over artificial intelligence following the release of ChatGPT and the enormous and incredibly rapid take-up of ChatGPT worldwide. This has clearly boosted, in quotes, AI-related companies, such as, of course, in semiconductors. NVIDIA, first of all, which has a market capitalization now of nearly $1 trillion, following very strong performance on the back of results and on the back of this excitement over AI. Google and Microsoft also are very heavily implicated in terms of spending heavily on AI. Microsoft, for instance, having this close business relationship with OpenAI, which is the creator of ChatGPT. So we can expect ChatGPT-like capabilities being integrated into Microsoft Office applications in the near future. And we already start to see this for instance, in their search engine, Bing. So if we look at mega cap tech that are driving all of the positive performance in the US this year, of course, it is true. They have had decent quarter one results. They are also seen by many investors worldwide as, in quotes, safe havens, even while the US economy weakens because they have very high profit margins and quasi-monopoly positions while going on. And indeed, they have been, historically, the runaway winners of the last 10 years. This is indisputable. But beware. Since 1927, history tells us a few things. Firstly, that in the three and five years before becoming a top 10 stock in the US by market capitalization by size, stocks do perform incredibly well. Over the five years, plus 19% per annum outperformance of the index. And over the three years before becoming a top 10 size by size stock, 24% outperformance on average per year for the three years. So very strong outperformance on the way to becoming a top 10. However, again, if we look at the long-term history in the three and 10 years after having become a top 10 company by size, the results are very different. We see minus 0.7% performance per year relative to the index in the three years after becoming a top 10 company. So modest underperformance versus the index. And over the 10 years after becoming a top 10 company by size, stocks typically underperform by 1.5% per year over those 10 years. So again, what does this tell us? This tells us in general that the outperformance trend that these stocks ride on the way to becoming one of the biggest stocks in the index does not hold up after they become one of the biggest stocks. 
So in fact, as an investor, you should take note of that. And this reminds me of the adage that a great business is not always a great investment because it depends at what valuation you buy it. The simple point here is that the valuations today of these mega cap technology stocks like Google, Microsoft, Amazon and other are very high following this very strong performance year to date. Um, and that suggests that long term returns from here could be a lot lower than what we've seen over the last few years. So don't expect this outperformance trend to continue forever. This reminds me, in fact, of the uh, story of Cisco during the 2000 dot-com boom, which similarly rose fantastically and had strong performance, but rose to dizzying valuation multiples. And in the wake, when you had the dot-com bust from 2000 to 2003 and even after, uh, these valuations deflated quite dramatically and led to very sharp underperformance of all of the runaway tech stocks that had done so well in the years up to 2000. Maybe NVIDIA today is a bit like Cisco back in 2000. All I'm saying is beware. If I look for stock ideas, would prefer to look elsewhere for value today. And the three regions outside of the US we continue to like include Europe, continental Europe this is, UK, particularly value stocks in the UK, and thirdly, Japan. And it is this last area in Japan that has performed extraordinarily well over May, uh, rising to a 33-year high to a level not seen since 1990, and yet still offers very reasonable valuations, improving profitability and exposures to the Chinese recovery. So rather than being sucked in by the strong momentum into buying the likes of NVIDIA, Google and Microsoft, I would prefer to look elsewhere in the world, where there are also, by the way, lots of very promising semiconductor and indeed technology stocks, whether you look at Europe, whether you look at China, or indeed whether you look at Japan, for instance, at industrial automation stocks. Thank you very much for listening to this weekly podcast from BNP Paribas Wealth Management. Please like, share and subscribe to this series of podcasts. And for other information and research from BNP Paribas Wealth, please search on the web under BNP Paribas Voice of Wealth. Thank you and goodbye.